Hello, this is Mike Jew, and welcome back to part 303 of Be Less Petty About Relationships, topic of infidelity with therapist Anita Chapala. This is our final episode. We appreciate you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy it. Because I didn't really love myself at the time, and wh which is why I say that would be the thing I did differently, I was looking for all of these other things that really weren't even desires of mine. They were desires based on a social standard or based on something that I thought I wanted, right. but in actuality, it, it wasn't not at all what I wanted. Because today, my wife doesn't wear heels. My wife doesn't necessarily. <laughs> I can't. I hurt my foot. But I'll, no. But even besides <laughs> that, it just she wouldn't wear. She doesn't wear heels in general. She doesn't mm -hmm. like to wear them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and 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 she doesn't necessarily dress the sexiest. But I have. I don't care today, right? And that's because there's a much different understanding of what I want, and mm -hmm. and what I what I enjoy versus all of these external factors that really had nothing to do with my level of happiness or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say that it, it's, it's, if there was anything like that, that's where I would have to start because I can, I can, back then, if you were to ask me what could I have done differently, I could have, I could have communicated it much differently. But in my head at that time, I had no idea. Right. All I knew was, oh, I want you to be like this. I want you to dress like this. I want you to I want you to act like this. How come you don't go out with me? How come you don't drink like, you know, you don't drink with me? But these aren't even real topics. And and so to say that, you know, I, that's what I could have communicated. It, it wasn't even a real communication. Right. It was just it was it was a uh, it was a false identity. And um, so that that's why, again, I'll just kind of go back. That's why I said that's why that's where I would have to start. Yeah. That's interesting because we talked. We was talking about that when we first, as when you were saying the guy, not it wasn't about the sex. And I said that right. I said it's a lack of self love in so many ways. I think that's why men cheat a lot of the times. I don't think it has anything to do with the other woman or their accessibility to it or even opportunity. I just think that they don't know enough about themselves. They don't love enough about themselves to be able to weigh it in their head you know what I mean like to be able to say okay well what are the benefits versus the the negatives in this situation or is this worth it or what you know because like him he's like anxiety it's not worth it, mm -hmm. it yeah because when something <laughs> doesn't feel right we look for what's wrong right, right? Mm -hmm. and so when when sometimes feel right, we look for what's wrong but the last person at back then that I was going the last thing I would have pointed the finger at is me right right that would be the last thing I would have pointed the finger at and so I looked for everything else that was wrong. My job, my, right. my marriage, my, my, you know, my kids, my, it could have been anything. If you walked in my path, right. <laughs> you know, if you, if you, it doesn't matter. It, I would have found everything else wrong but me. And so I, I, you know, not to say, you know, lack of a better term, I was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we both were. We both were. So, you know, today it's a much different outcome just because, I mean, it's a much, it's a much different environment because yeah. we both have kind of found this this love for ourselves. But then it, in turn, for me, I, I can't speak for my wife, but in turn what that's done is it's allowed me to focus on, it, it allows me to focus on the more positive things. But uh, and I don't know if I'm getting this accurately, but also acceptance of her, right? Oh, absolutely. Because if you're like, well, why aren't you doing this, this, and this? And now you're like, well, she just doesn't wear heels. I mean, it's well, a I very... don't care about it though. Right, right. But you, but uh, you know, that acceptance of her that okay, if that's the way that she is, then going back to your own expectations about what a partner 
right. should be, right? And yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that self-awareness or sometimes, you know, people, you know, they tell me, I'll just figure it out on my own. Like they don't want to come to therapy. I just need more oh, time well, need and I'll figure therapist. it out. <laughs> I need my therapist. You're just listening to thoughts but, in your own head or yeah, yeah. And, YouTube or wherever you're getting your information. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know. Or a bad friend. <laughs> That's yeah. one thing that that's one thing that I was very protective of when he and I were, were going through it. That is literally the one thing that I was very mindful of is who I talked to mm-hmm. about the situation. I didn't go to my single friends that didn't have anything to lose and start complaining to them about what I was feeling. I called my cousin who's been in a committed marriage for a very long time and she has friends. All of her friends are married. And, you know, I called people that I knew would be able to give me. I called another one of my friends that I grew up with who I know her husband cheats on her like all the time. Mm -hmm. She knows she talks about it, you know, and I was like, yo, how are you dealing with this? How do you do this? Like, I'm devastated. And she was like, well, you know, you get to a point where you know what you're willing to accept. You either are going to deal with it or you aren't. You just Mm -hmm. make a choice, you know? And, like, talking to people like that helped me deal with it in a more realistic way than this this insane, socially acceptable way of, like, fuck it in, you know? I'm not going to, you know, that way that everybody promotes is, like, you don't need to be with somebody that doesn't respect you. And it wasn't really even about respect. We were both disrespecting each other, if that's the case. He didn't need to be with me either because I was attacking him just as much as he was attacking me, you know? So it's like, if you looked at it from that way, then we both were wrong. But in that situation, I needed friends who had a different, just a different mindset. And I don't think some single friends, not all, but I don't think some single friends can even understand that mindset because they've never had to be in a situation like that. Yeah, I mean, I think you're bringing up a really good point about, you know, talking to someone who is a friend of the marriage or a friend of the relationship. I have had to tell some clients, do not talk to your friends. Find or find one person who is understanding and supportive, has no judgments. Because, I mean, I've been doing this work for over 12 years. And again, the vast majority of my cases, the cheating is not a black and white issue. Right. It's just not that easy to be like, well, you are an asshole. You should leave the marriage. There were, there's so many other variables. And that's why like, I really appreciate that you two are talking about this. This is like such a rare opportunity. Like you have no idea because so many of the, because Esther Perel said it beautifully, I think in a TED talk, the victim of the affair is not a victim, is not necessarily the victim of the marriage. Right. And a lot of my, Uh, like the victims of the infidelity feel like a fool for being in my office. You know, they think they're stupid. Uh, Anyone else in my position would have left. And I'm here to tell anyone who is listening that that is not the case. I think most people, I think even research shows that most people who like marriages that go through infidelity, like they don't really intend to, to leave the marriage. And I think the, the more that infidelity is going to, you know, impact people, then, I mean, we need more conversations like this to kind of bust through some of these myths and tell people like what you kind of hear in the media or read, you know, in the articles is not necessarily true, you know, and my default is, look, why don't you come in and have your, you know, partner heal you? 
you know, and then if then you could decide if you want to stay in the marriage after you're healed from the affair. Don't make any irrational, yeah, yeah. just like reactive moments. Like, oh. Oh, I don't want to be with this anymore. I want a divorce, but you're still angry. Yeah. <laughs> and then I a mean, year later, you're you're you better. Know, and I yeah. think that the thing about marriage is it's so easy, especially when you're not ha- when you're not happy or when you're you know, it's so easy to just focus on the things that aren't going right, or yeah, the things that are yeah the things that aren't going right versus focusing on all the 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 positives and we talked a little bit about that earlier in this conversation and then today you know I'm so grateful for Kelly and and everything that she's taught me I'm so grateful for her patience I'm so grateful for um just the balance that there is I don't look at our differences anymore as a negative thing mm-hmm. I look at our differences as you know it's the yin to my yang right it's it's I need that. I need that perspective in my life because if I had somebody that thought just like me, then we would just be two weird thinking people <laughs> thinking the same shit. But because I have a wife who's willing to challenge me mm-hmm. and because I have somebody in my corner and I, and I trust her, right? Today I trust her more than I did back then because back then if she gave me advice, I would probably just shun it away. Like, eh, I don't trust you with that. You're not, you're not a valid source of information. But today, my wife is very much a valid source of information, and I absolutely need that feedback from her. And so today, it's just, for me, it's a much different um, approach. When I look at our marriage and I look at how we communicate, it's, I, 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 I approach it with much more openness than I did back then. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah on both of our parts, definitely, because um, we've, we've said this before. I think we said this on the last podcast where I was like, oh, well, where'd you get that information from, right? If I ask him something, <laughs> it's like, what? who else told you? Who else above you is more wise in that way where I can actually listen to this, you know? But I do find that we will come to each other now like, hey, I got a question. What do you think about this? Or this happened earlier and I might be thinking about this the wrong way. What What, what is your take on it? You know, and I think that's very important to have not only that trust for yourself, and I think that's where it comes from. It's like once you start to trust and love yourself, it's easier to trust and love other people and respect other people for what they have to say. Mm -hmm. Because you, for one, you know the right people you have around you because Mm -hmm. you trust yourself. You trust yourself to surround yourself with people that are healthy in that way. And when you don't, though, when you're untrusting of yourself and you go to other people, it's very difficult to trust what they have to say and I I think that was probably the biggest issue that we were both struggling with is just like a lack of self-trust a lack of self-love you know a lack of self-worth you know and and if you come into a relationship like that it's it's just recipe for disaster because you guys don't you you're just deflecting you're just constantly deflecting back and forth you know what I mean that's what the whole relationship is is well no you well no you well no you and it's a lot of pointing and blaming and lack of responsibility And I've even had to notice that with petty arguments, right, or little shit that happens with us. If I find myself getting irritated by something, it's because I myself am avoiding a part of myself that do that same thing or that Mm -hmm. think that same way or have that same idea, you know. And so I, I check myself a little bit more, not all the time. I still get super irritated. I still let it be known, you know, but I do have, yes, I guess I will let it be known, like, ugh. But I have moments almost instantaneously after it happens where I'm like, okay, Kelly, what are you avoiding in this situation? Why does this bother you so much? You know, and so I think that that's helped in a major way with um, 
even just being honest like we haven't gotten to a point where i'm able to be like yo i'm super attracted to this person <laughs> but i also don't have that emotion towards right. anybody so i didn't i don't know if i if i had it if i would be comfortable talking about it like i, I can't i can't could. i can't i probably i would I think probably you could, yeah yeah because i i don't i i trust you and I mean, you would not be human if you weren't attracted to people. There's people I'm absolutely attracted to. But also, I think it's... Hmm. Hmm? No, well, let me go down my like... list. Well, no, I, have, I have a whole list. Of... <laughs> but also, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be that exact scenario because a lot... Um, I shouldn't say a lot, but, you know, if people are hesitant to, let's say, talk about attractions, I'll be like, okay, so what is the fear? I'm going to be judged. I'm going to be yelled at or I'm going to be put down. So you could find other topics to bring to your partner where you fear those same reactions. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we're, uh, what's something else? And I'm going to say the V word, vulnerable, but like, what else can you be vulnerable about, vulnerable about to your partner where you might fear that they're going to judge you and the try big, it? The biggest thing that I think we, we and this isn't the season, so I'm not going to get too <laughs> far into it, but it's finances. Like mm -hmm. that's a very hard topic to bring to Mike just because I know his reactions, like I've, his previous reactions. I can't say his current day reactions because I haven't tried it, but his <laughs> previous reactions <laughs> was rough. You know what I mean? And then, but and that would be a great example is, and you could, again, be gentle, be like, look, this is very difficult for me to say. My fears are that you're going to judge me or whatever, put me down or think I'm stupid, whatever. But I have something important to share with you around money. You know, and then your responsibility, Mike, is, again, to do what you learned to do, accept her as she is, try to, you know, understand her perspective. That is so important. And then, you know, mm -hmm. you guys can actually maybe figure out, like, an action plan if necessary. And yeah, and I, I think that I would rather, I mean, I, I think any partner would want this, but I, I, we, <clears throat> I would hope that you would trust me enough to talk about that and understand that when I talk about anything that I'm going to try to be as objective as possible and 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 definitely try to look at it from you know what's good for us and you know not beat you up about it yeah and, cool cool let's move on though uh, <laughs> finances <laughs> well and I and I think the uh something else that you guys have been kind of like touching on is that trust doesn't just have to do with cheating Right. You know, because I think you both had mentioned just like little ways that you because like what you're asking, like, I hope that you can trust me. Well, yeah, I mean, could she have done that, uh, you know, at the start of your marriage or whatever that you know period was mm -hmm. where if you guys were like fighting or you didn't feel like you were accepted, you know, by each other, you can't right. have trust. Right. There's yeah. no way you could be, uh, you know, vulnerable with your partner if you don't feel like they accept you for who you are. Yeah. It's yeah. impossible. So then you're you're not going to have that kind of, you know, open communication and then to like deepen that kind of intimacy. So there, there's like trust on so many levels. You know, betrayal happens on so many levels that doesn't necessarily even have to involve cheating. But like the day-to-day -day trust is just as important. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So with infidelity, I mean, obviously we're... Um, we're a living example of how you can get through it and come out stronger on the other side. But in regards to your clients, do you see couples staying together and what are like some of the tools or techniques or things that they use to move forward? Yeah. I mean, I've actually uh, very proudly worked with couples who haven't even been engaged 
and they have come in because of infidelity and they have moved on to engagement and then marriage. Nice. Yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, they're probably some of my favorite you know, clients because they are a true testament. Like you literally have nothing to lose here. I mean, you could walk away right, without any, right? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I do a lot of like educating around, you know, cheating, infidelity, how to define it. Um, and then I work with my clients on a process, uh, like just these five steps where uh, they work on them, you know, together but the person who cheated kind of takes the reins. You know, they're the initiator. And so uh, one of them could be some like a step could be to be transparent. You know, and that means just like in the beginning, it's not forever. But the person who is cheated on usually goes through PTSD symptoms and they feel like they're going crazy and anything could be a trigger. And so it's up to, you know, the person the, is being cheated on. The person who was cheated on. Yes. Right. Go through triggers like, I mean, anything from. You know, the hotel sign where, you know, you took your oh, yeah. affair partner to, oh, I mean. God. I remember that one. So, yeah. and uh, the holidays are coming up, and I can't tell you how much I hate uh, Hallmark movies and Lifetime movies because there's emotionally emotional infidelity in, like, every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it drives me crazy. And it's like you, you you know, they put, like, the city slick slicker boyfriend, like, in this negative light, and then, like, the Montana cowboy is this, like, sexy, understanding man. And I'm like, you guys have to stop <laughs> idealizing and romancing emotional affairs. I, like, I tweet to them every winter. I'm like, but um, but like even but like even like a trigger like watching TV. I mean, you literally cannot watch an hour or two of TV without there being some kind of you infidelity know infidelity. Right. And so like being able to be uh, you know transparent even with emails, phones, you know passwords. Sometimes even like a location, you know your GPS location. Uh, and I, you know, I get some, sometimes get resistance. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like checking up on them all the time. And I'm like, look, your brain is traumatized. And so it's just long enough for you to feel like that they, you know, what they're saying, you know, actually aligns with their actions. Yeah. Cause I guess it's, it's a habit forming thing, right? It's, right. it's, it's forming the habit of trust again, as where in the, you know, during the time of infidelity, there was the habit of mis of distrust. So. And I don't even have like when I she has all my shit. By when, the way. when I think mm-hmm. about it, I don't I don't have distrust for Mike, but occasionally I'll find myself he'll be in the middle of a text message and I'll glance. Just right. it's, it's literally just, I knew I noticed that shit. It's just what is though. It's, I noticed that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just, but I don't address it. I'm just I like, don't even okay. think it's not even about cheating though. It's not like me right. like oh who he cheating with. It's right, just right, right. You know, it's just like just mm-hmm. a glance. But that's the thing is once like couples are healed or like you know the. Um, they're like no longer the actual trust is the issue or the infidelity is the issue. I do tell them you are going to have to have conversations. It doesn't have to be like when everything is all said and done, but what are your ideas and expectations around transparency versus privacy? Because let me tell you, not everybody's going to agree. You know, and it's not for me to say, I mean, I can maybe have some bias, like you want to lean more towards openness, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, having transparency. You know, but also like developing maybe some rules or like words to live by. Like, well, if I can't do it in front of my spouse or partner, then I shouldn't be doing it. And like keeping that as mm-hmm. like a a habit or something in your mind to, you know, to really be mindful of what you're doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, she, well, she has all my passwords. <laughs> um, and if I don't, I'll text them like, what's the password right. to this? She, she, she has the GPS tracker on me, I think. Well, that's a family thing. That's a family. We sure. all have the okay. GPS but you know, tracker on for I've, the kids and for us, so that right. we're, we're familiar with I've, everybody's location. I've never had even the, I've never had a desire to dig into any of her business at all. Mm-hmm. Like any of her journals, I've never had a desire to dig into her text messages, her emails. Her, or even GPS track. It's always crazy when he says that to me because every time I see like a book or a journal, I have a desire. Like it's like just see, I, it's I just have in me. Like no but, desire. Yeah, but you know, I think um, I'm just curious. I don't sure. I I do I think know. clients or people maybe who have more anxiety and um, you know, just want to make sure that they have you know the reassurance from their partner. I mean, this might, you know, be another like topic for another day, but you know, sometimes it's like people who have more anxiety might need a little bit more transparency. Yeah, and I don't really, but you know, the thing is, is like if I see something or if I notice uh, a text message up and I glance at it, it's not like I'm expecting to see right. anything. It's not like I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm but, probably gonna find some good shit in here. Like, right, I, right. my intuition to go back to that is so strong that yeah. I literally know when I'm going to find something. I know it before I find it. And so I don't, it's not that. It's just, I've just always been nosy as fuck. Like I'm just one of those people that's like, it's right here. What is that about? You know what I mean? Like I'm just super nosy. I'll go through anybody's shit like that though. So don't don't invite me to your house because if I'm there by myself, I'm probably going to look through some stuff and see what you up to. It's just me. I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait till you read a book or something about that. About that? Like, like, oh, shit, this is fucked up. I shouldn't be doing this. It's a a deep-seated issue from when I was a child that I haven't haven't recovered from. Might just be something you guys have to negotiate. Well, I don't. I I honestly don't care. She can go through everything. I don't. I I have. I, I don't. I. I can care less if she and reads you know all what? this stuff. Honestly, he needs me to. He needs me because his memory is so fucked up that I am able to locate. And, and like he'll be like, babe, I can't remember. I'm like, don't even worry about it. It's over here. It's right there. It's this. Like, I just, I'm able to stay on top of his shit. I'm doing it for him. You know what I mean? This is all about him. <laughs> this has been an amazing conversation and very in-depth uh, we are at an hour and 15 minutes, so oh, I'm no. definitely going to be breaking this up into two episodes. Sure. Um, and I'm wondering if I wrote down a lot of stuff. I was wondering if there was anything else I wanted to address before we got out of here. You know, one thing I thought was very interesting was the best friend idea um, and how, and I don't know if this leads to cheating or if this just becomes, it leads to emotional infidelity, rather, not cheat. Well, I guess that is cheating either way. That's probably the bigger cheat is the emotional infidelity, but. That leads to the sex. The best friend idea, right, <laughs> of, like, my mate is my best friend. My mate is my everything. And it's like, well, that's not realistic, you know, in so many ways because there's going to be things that you don't want to tell your mate, that you want to tell your girlfriend, that you want to, you know, like, you you want to express things to her. Maybe you want to complain about him to Mm -hmm. her you know what I mean or whatever it is but it's like that idea of like this person is supposed to be my everything he's supposed to be my co-parent he's supposed to be my sex slave he's supposed to be you know the I would love to be your sex slave (laughs) by the way (laughs) I know you would (laughs) he's supposed to be all these things though you know like and my best friend and my my ride or die it's like that's a lot of pressure 
Yeah, yeah I don't think that's possible. To put on somebody. One person to be everything. Yeah, but that's what you, when you say this person is my best friend and they're your husband, it's like but, that's almost what you're expecting from them is to be your everything. Right, but, I know. you know, I mean, I, I think it's really important for people to have realistic expectations around marriage and what a partner can provide. I mean, even something as simple uh, where... You know, I have a couple of male clients who are like, Anita, I just can't take my wife complaining about her day anymore. You know, like, I just, I can't, it's like the same stuff over and over again. And I'm like, does she, can you tell her that like you could handle it maybe for 10, 15 minutes, but, uh, you know, maybe she could go use a different source of support. One that is a friend of the marriage, right? right. Cause you don't want her going necessarily to a guy and complaining, but it is about like clarifying expectations or like sharing with each other or like being honest with your partner. Like, Hey, there's only so much I can do. There's some things that I can't do or like what needs can I meet consistently? What needs can I maybe meet every once in a while? And then who else or what else can you do to get those needs met in a way that protects your marriage against infidelity? Yeah. Yeah. Because it is, it's impossible for one person to meet all of your needs. And sometimes, you know, especially the romantic types are like, well, but, you know, he should be like this or, uh, you know, take it personally if the husband's like, I don't want to hear this anymore. And it's we're human, you know, right. and we really have to have realistic expectations. Um, and that comes with chatting, you know, with having conversations like what works for you, what doesn't. And again, this is ongoing dialogue. I mean, yeah. I, I just see so often as why like one of the reasons why I go back to communication a lot is because it's the tool that you use to share what's in your mind, what's in your heart, right. you know, what you want. And it is important for couples to be able to, you know, do that and not necessarily take it personally. Be gentle, but um, it's you could have a best friend, but it doesn't mean, you know, you have to rely on them for everything. Right. Well, I absolutely look at my wife as my best friend, but that doesn't mean I have I don't have a lot of other friends. Yeah. I have a lot of other friends that I absolutely talk to about stuff, um, not necessarily in a complaining Man, because I don't have a whole lot to complain about you that I won't tell you. Um, I have a therapist <laughs> <you>. for that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but um, no, I absolutely look at my wife as my best friend. But I don't think that means that I that you don't have other friends that you talk to about other things. Or like if you're. Uh, let's say you want to try a new hobby, you know, some kind of new activity, and your partner's like, no, I don't want to. Sex thing. <laughs> new hobby. But, <laughs> you know, but they're like, you know, I want to take this class or whatever. And, I mean, your partner should be able to say no to you, you know. I mean, it's not like you have to. do that. Yeah. yeah. And for you to not take it personally or, like, go do it yourself or maybe find something that the both of you would enjoy doing. Yeah. Kelly like is very good at telling me what she will not want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so like, just, no. We, we literally just shit. had this conversation earlier because he was like... We're trying to figure out what we're going to do after the girls. I'm excited. like, let's let's take some stepping classes. She's like, I do not want to take any stepping classes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. I don't do that. Even, even him just talking about it, like he was like, let's plan what to do. Like He was like, the girls are leaving. We should talk. We should plan it. And I was like, no. I don't want to think about it. I was like, I just want to... I just yeah. want to be. Well, she equated it to, I don't want to stress about it. I'm like, I didn't say stress. I said, let's just plan it out. Let's like, it's fun to me. Like, let's figure out what we're going to do next. And I thought about this quote. I don't have to want to do what you want <laughs> in order to do it. I thought right. about that after he left out. And I was like, okay, Kelly, 
you might have to plan some shit, even if you don't want to, just right. because this is exciting to him and this yeah. is something he looks forward to. But, but I want her to want to plan. No, but yeah, but in my mind, it's like to me, you know, planning to an extent does add a, a, a layer of stress, and I think that that may just be my own insecurities around like you know planning and in so many areas sure. of my life that I just avoid it which is like a procrastination technique is just something that does not work by the way. Um, but <laughs> it's just like to think about it is, is a stressor for me. So that was like my reaction. Um, but yeah, I am good with, with making it, but that's, that's new for me too. That's been since this last few years of really, well, I'm not going to say it's new for me. I used to say no before just because I said no to everything. Yeah. I was a no person. I was the person that you'd be like, hey, let's go to McDonald's. No. You want some chicken nuggets? Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like I say no first mm -hmm. before I say yes. And that's just how my mind worked for a very long time. I just my upbringing, I was just always that negative Nancy person. Mm -hmm. Then the shift came where now my no's are purposeful mm -hmm. around like, no, I just don't have a desire to do that. I don't care if you do it, but I don't want to do it. You know, but. And he also knows your true self. Like that's your, you know, when you if you're being purposeful, then he's like, okay, she actually means it, and he can trust your word. And okay, she's, you know, she's not just doing it to be spiteful or whatever. Yeah. Or if I say no, and he knows that it could be a yes, he'll keep coming back because he's done that before too. Here she's like, babe, come on. Well, I, I think a lot of times it's also the no's come from a, from looking at it wrong or mm -hmm. looking at it differently. And I think that there just needs to be an understanding of what my intentions are and why I, you know, and just understand because we all just look at things differently. And so, like, for instance, with the planning thing, if you, you know, I don't look at it as stressful. I look at it, hey, I mean, we kind of have to prepare. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's things, you know, for instance, we're looking to move to the south side, back to the south side of Chicago. We need, you know, we're looking to buy a house out south. We're looking to move to Atlanta in two years. That takes a certain amount of planning that I don't necessarily want to do on my own because right. it's mentally stressful. And so it's kind of like, you know. That's what I'm saying. But it's no, mentally stressful for one person to make <laughs> that decision kidding. for no, two I people. Right. And so, but it can be fun if there's two people that are involved in the planning and now it's kind of like we get, now we have a lot of things to look forward to and we set these small milestones and that's what gives encouragement. It just gives much more positive vibe around it. This is why I married this guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, well, thank you again uh, for being on. We definitely have to split this up. This is an hour and 23 minutes. Might damn be three. Yeah, it might be three. Um, Anita Chapala, amazing, awesome. amazing, Thank amazing. you, guys. Like, thank I you. appreciate it. You've been great on this podcast. Like, both times. It's just it's so insightful and so helpful. And I'm hoping that people out there that are dealing with the same, you know, these same issues um, are able to heal and get some type of information that can help them start their journey towards yeah. healing you know because i don't think that infidelity is um you know people get real rigid around it and they start not trusting anybody and they're like right. i don't want to be hurt again but it's like you know what's the point of living if you can't love and put i mean i think i think at the end of the day to love is a risk anyway yeah you know what i mean like no matter who it is whether it's a best friend or a boyfriend or even a child mm. you know what i mean like to love is a risk and you just got to be willing to take it. But some people get so hurt that they're not willing to take it. 
Yeah, and you, I mean, I, I don't think you could escape a relationship without being hurt. And sometimes your spouse or partner doesn't even, they're not even doing it intentionally. Right. Yeah. You know, but then being able to talk to your partner about your hurt and, again, be vulnerable is, you know, important. But, yeah, I mean, I, I really do think it's it's totally feasible to fix a relationship after infidelity, make it stronger. I mean, both of yeah. you are testament to that, too. When is the time to walk away? One last question, then we'll go. When is uh, the time to walk away where the infidel- where this has happened and then these are the signs to look for or this is what it when you're just like you should walk away from that? Um, I think if the person who cheated is not doing the work in order to heal you. Like if you if um, I'm just going to say the person who was betrayed, if they keep saying, I need to see this, I need this, um, this is important to me. Can you you know, it's not like just transparency, but, um, you know, being willing to share or to, you know, kind of show that. Sorry, I'm kind of. But um, I know you were off. I had turned sorry. it off and okay. now I got to turn it back on. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, but if, if the person who uh, cheated is not willing to do the work, you yeah. know, and you've given it, you've been very direct, you've been very blunt and then or you know, direct about what you need and they still keep doing what they think is best or, you know, just show a disregard for what's important to you. Selfishness right. to an extent. Yeah. yeah. Because the if the person shows remorse and they show that they they get on a deep level that they screwed up and they are willing to put in the actions to make sure it doesn't happen again, you have a really good chance of um of making it work. I mean, I've also worked with couples where the person was still cheating, you know. So if the cheating, you know, continues so you're in couples therapy mm-hmm. and they're cheating. Yeah, and you can't do anything at that point. But, um, you especially know, if that's your non-negotiable, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, but that's why like, you want to look at the, I mean, I'm going to use your word willingness, you know, is the person willing to do the work? Yeah. Yeah. Willingness is key. Thank you. Once again, you want to tell everybody where to find you? Uh, yeah. Uh, relationship reality, three, one, com, And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Anita on love and on Facebook also at relationship reality, three, one, two. Awesome. Thank you so Thank very you both. much, guys. This has been our episode um, on Be Less Petty About Relationships. Hashtag infidelity. <laughs> we'll check you guys next time. Actually, this is the end of the season. This is the finale right here. This is the finale. And so please stay tuned. We will be coming back uh, with Be Less Petty About Health next season and it's going to be a really good one because i got so much health shit wrong with me that i'm going to be trying to get help through all my guests so thank you guys for tuning in you want to say bye mike yes bye thank you very much Anita. this was amazing thank Um, you always good chatting with you and and getting a lot of good insights so thank you all right y'all yo a very special thank you to lisa beasley our producer with she funny as well as Teresa stewart her company is colored she's responsible for all of our new branding and design and cards against humanity for this donated studio space